notice the echo is a little bit different at this part of the auditorium, so I don't know what y'all have planned for uh, 4th of July. Is anybody traveling out of town tomorrow or the next couple of days? I think we have the faithful remnant here. I think the travelers from all appearances have traveled. Now, I am traveling tomorrow morning. We're going to go up to Missouri and hang out with my folks, and uh, so tomorrow night we'll watch fireworks in Joplin, Missouri. And then I think Tuesday we might go to Branson. <clears throat> and what, there's a really cool play going on there about Moses. Anybody seen the Moses play down there at the Sight and Sound Theater? They had Noah a couple years ago. This year they have Moses. So that's going to be cool. Branson I always kind of dread just because it has all the traffic of Dallas without the roads of Dallas. So, yeah, it's just kind of, it's misery down there. Um, but anyway. So, we'll keep it brief tonight, I promise. Um, but we have, I've got a couple of more weeks, I think, left on this powerful prayers. Um, I, I, there, I know there's a couple more things I want to do out of the New Testament, so I don't want to just cut it off. I want to make sure that we get to Ephesians chapter 1. There's a couple spots I want to get to. Um, but this is week 25, and as somebody commented a while back, they said, wow, I didn't know there were that many prayers recorded in the Bible. And there are a lot of prayers recorded in the Bible. In fact, we've barely scratched the surface, and we will only barely scratch the surface in this series because we're going to wrap it up in a few weeks. But for example, um, the book of Psalms, which we have not worked very much with, it is a book of prayers, right? It is the Hebrew prayer book. And there are 150 prayers just in the book of Psalms, and they are some quite long prayers, including tonight we're going to have a little snapshot, a little uh, portion of Psalm 119, which is the longest, by far, the longest prayer recorded in the Bible. Um, so there are a lot of prayers that we will not cover. And the cool thing about the, the book of Psalms is really prayers for all occasions. Prayers for the re times of rejoicing, the good times, prayers for the times of sorrow and lament. Uh, prayers of praise, which we've been using on Sunday mornings to open our worship services the last couple of months. So all different kinds of prayers. Um, so yeah, we're not going to go through every prayer from the book of Psalms, but um, we are going to take a portion tonight of the longest one of those prayers, which is in Psalm 119, which is a prayer centered around the Word of God. So best-selling uh, New York Times author Kathleen Norris wrote a book called Amazing Grace, and she, one of the things she recounts in this book is what she calls, quote, the scariest story she's ever encountered about the Bible, all right? And she recounts the story. She and her husband were visiting a man named Arlo, who was, had terminal cancer, was essentially in hospice care when they visited him. And during their visit, Arlo started talking about his grandfather, who was a, a very devout Christ follower. The grandfather, back when Arlo got married, the grandfather gave Arlo and his wife a, a really nice wedding present. It was a beautiful, expensive, leather-bound Bible that had their names in gold leaf on the front cover of the Bible. Um, they left it in the box, though, Arlo and his wife. They, they did not open that Bible, although his wife wrote a very nice thank-you note to the grandfather. Um, 
But the grandfather could never let that lie. The grandfather would always ask them how they were enjoying the gift. Um, and fi- I mean, just over and over, every, t- every time they would talk, the grandfather would say, how are you enjoying the gift? Are you enjoying the Bible? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're enjoying the Bible. And, and finally, she recounts, Arlo grew curious enough to actually open the Bible. And Arlo told them, the joke was on me. I finally took that Bible out of the closet, and I found that Granddad had placed a $20 bill at the beginning of the book of Genesis, and at the beginning of every book, over $1,300 in all, and he knew we would never find it. (laughs) He knew we would never find it. Um, Of course... Um, we're not suggesting at Preston Crest, we're not the kind of church that suggests that if you read the Bible, you're going to get rich. Okay, the Bible is not a get-rich scheme or anything like that. But we do believe there are treasures contained in the Bible throughout. And that's one of the reasons that we as a church have been doing All In um, this year, and, and many of us are doing it. I'm, and it was cool this morning, Jacob, who's one of our special needs uh, members here at Preston Crest just shared. He was the guy that shared with me this morning. I'm a day behind. I'm almost caught up, and he was very proud of that and excited about that. But there is something in God's word for all of us, and something that can enrich us. Um, but you got to open it. <laughs> you got to read it. You got to pray about it. You got to seek God's word in there. Um, and I believe. Uh, as did David, who we're going to read a portion from him tonight in Psalm 119. I believe there are not only kind of generic blessings for God's people, I believe there are very specific, tailor-made blessings um, for your life, for my life, for each individual, custom-made blessings for us contained in the Word of God. And that's why, as I've been following uh, many of you guys on version this year, as we're going through this together, uh, things that you all notice, um, things that you all uh, that God says to you, they're things I didn't necessarily notice, right? I mean, they're things I was like, wow, that's cool. Um, the passage that touches me, that speaks to me, may not be the same that speaks to you. And I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. Well, King David certainly appreciated the Word of God. And we do see that reflected in one of the poems, prayers, uh, prayer poem. Uh, one of the poems that he published um, is specifically about that. And so, We're going to read just a few verses, not all of the 174, I think. Am I off? I don't know. I think there's 174 verses in Psalm 119. We're going to read just a few of those verses. But lest we forget this is a prayer, I would ask you to bow your head with me. And we're going to pray starting in verse 24 and go to verse 33. Let's pray this together. Dear Lord, your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. I am laid low in the dust. Preserve my life according to your word. I gave an account of my ways, and you answered me. Lord, teach me your decrees. Cause me to understand the way of your precepts, that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me and teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. 
I have set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes, Lord. Do not let me be put to shame. I run in the path of your commands, for you have broadened my understanding. Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees, that I may follow it to the end. Amen. So I think, really, the Bible is one of the most personal ways that God reveals His love for us as people. I mean, He created the universe, He created us, and then He chose to speak to us, right? He didn't have to speak to us. He could have just appreciated His work, going to go off and create another world over here in another galaxy, but He spoke to us. He wants us to know Him He wants us to know His will for our lives. He wants us to experience the fullness of His wisdom and love in our lives. And so He shares with us His intimate plans for us in the Bible. And David knew that. And David had experienced that, lived that out. um, And we can as well. But again, we've got to open the Word. We've got to read it and listen to what God says to us. Well, I brought tonight my very first Bible that I received um, from my parents. Uh, I think this was, I was four or five years old, so it's got my name on the front and everything, and it is well-worn. This is actually, the red electrical tape is the second um, round of electrical tape. There's some black electrical tape that was the first, but it kind of fell apart. And I would like to tell you that this thing fell apart because of my constant use. Um, I think it fell apart because it is a very cheap binding, and it's over 40 years old at this point, um, to be honest. And in fact, um, it's a King James Version, so I'm pretty sure I wasn't reading this very much, and I certainly, if I was, wasn't probably understanding it. I love the King James Version. It's just one of the uh, most difficult translations in terms of the Old English and the rich vocabulary, Um, one of the most difficult to understand. Certainly for a five- or six-year-old, it would not have been something that I would have understand a lot about, but one of the things I noticed when I was looking through it this week was I had actually made some notes, John Scott. I had uh, underlined things. I didn't really write many words in it, but I, I opened it up to Genesis, and basically the whole chapter is underlined, okay? And Genesis 1. And then Genesis 2. It looks like about Genesis 4, I stopped underlining stuff although there is some in Genesis 6 that's underlined as well, and I don't see much else in there that's underlined. And you may ask, what was I doing? Because obviously I wasn't really underlining particular things. I was just kind of underlining everything. What I was doing was I was doing what I saw my dad do. My dad's Bible had lots of stuff underlined and things written in the margin, and love my dad. And so I'm like, I guess that's what you're supposed to do. So I just start started underlining things and thought that's what you did with your Bible. But what I did know, uh, and I may not have understood much from my King James back then, but what I did know is there must be some incredibly important stuff in there because my mom and dad were always reading and always making notes and they wanted me to have a Bible and this was the only gift that I had gotten that actually had my name on it. Uh, officially in in stamped letters. So I knew this must be something incredibly important. And hopefully you have some experiences or some memories like that as well. But as the years have gone by and, and I have 
read the Bible for myself and, and actually made some notes that, that, <laughs> that were a little more um, thoughtful, perhaps, than those original underlines. Um, I've seen God's will for my life, God's will for my family, God's will for His church, and what a blessing that has been. So like David, I, this is the point tonight, like David, I need to be, um, I need to be praying and we need to be praying. As he said, teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees, that I may follow it to the end. You know, in the marathon of my life, Lord, I want to know, know your will for me, and I want to follow it all the way. So let's finish out tonight um, with a prayer before John Scott leads us in the song. Let's just bow together. Father God, we do treasure your word. And God, one of the powerful prayers that's contained in Scripture is this prayer of David about the Scriptures themselves. Um, The way he treasured your word. The way he found comfort in your word. Instruction in your word. Wisdom for all sorts of life situations in your word. The way, Father, you conformed his heart to your will. Um, He celebrates all of that. And Father, we do that as well. Each one of us in here, we have memories, we have experiences with your word from perhaps the earliest days we can remember in Sunday school classes, gold stars, teachers like uh, my own Mrs. Jones when I was growing up. And, And Father, thank you for those people, whether they're fathers and mothers or Bible class teachers or elders and deacons or wise older women in the churches that we grew up in. Thank you for those people that taught us the value of your word. And God, thank you now as adults um, for letting us experience your word for ourselves and hear your voice. And Father, we don't want to take it for granted. We don't want to neglect it while you don't necessarily have $20 bills tucked in various pages of the Bible, you do have pearls of great price um, throughout your word for us. And Father, we want to treasure that. We want to take that to heart. And so, Father, I just pray tonight as we continue our journey this year um, through the powerful prayer series, but also through the all-in experience that you will... Talk to us. Let us in on what you have planned for us, on what you want for us when it comes to our individual spiritual journeys with you, um, what you have planned for our families, what you have planned for our ministry and our vocations, our careers. Just let us in on all of that, Father. And may we, like David, long after that and desire to line up our thoughts, our attitudes, and our behaviors and our plans with your will for our lives. That's our prayer tonight. That's our prayer. In the name of Jesus, amen. John Scott. Let's stand. Let's sing. The steadfast love of the Lord.